Welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Riley. I'm Hannah. And I'm Caleb. Today, we will be talking about the story of Andy's dad. So let's dive right in. So, as you might have got from the intro there, we are going to be talking about Andy's dad. Where is he in the movies? Because we never see him once. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he there? Did he die? Did he leave? Molly is there. She's only 14 months old or so, like less than two years. So the dad couldn't have been gone for that yeah. long. It's yeah. probably a, like, it's probably one of the biggest questions about Toy Story. Yeah. It, where is he? So this is going to be just in-depth covering all these questions and more probably. But it's not a fan theory or anything. It actually came straight from one of the writers. Well, not straight from. It came from one of the writers in Pixar, the writer of Toy Story, and a few others. Um, Cars, Bugs Life, others too. Um, Unfortunately, it's possibly only known by one man, and he unfortunately passed away in 2006, 2005. Something like that, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Joe Ranft. And like I said, he was the writer of Toy Story and other Pixar movies. But the reason we know this information today is because he talked to his good friend Mike Mozart about it before he died. And Mike Mozart was a good friend of Joe, and he was known as the toy guy. Like, the toy aficionado of the country. And so Joe had a lot of questions for Mike about things related to Toy Story that Mike didn't know that were related to Toy Story because the movie hadn't come out yet. Um, but, anyway, the two friends sat down and had lunch together just one day, and Mike was questioning him on the plot holes in Toy Story. Plot holes like, how can Andy be so happy at his birthday if his, ja- if his dad just passed away or divorced? We know, like I said, that the dad was there within a year or two because of Molly, so why is he so happy? Why are there no pictures of Andy's dad in the house? Uh, why is Woody so rare? What makes him so rare if he's the main character of that TV series? But Joe told Mike that there were no plot holes and that everything in the movie was perfect. It worked out exactly that it should be. And yeah, no plot holes, exactly perfect. And then Joe explained everything. And six years after Joe sadly passed away... Mike talked to a YouTuber uh, known by Super Carlin Bros, and Mike talked to them about that lunch meeting, and this is how we know about it. From that interview, we get to unveil all of these mysteries about these unanswered questions and plot holes in a very famous and popular movie. And in my opinion, it's pretty cool that Super and Carlin Bros was able to reach out to Mike and, like, talk with him and everything and get this story like straight to him i feel like that was super cool i would say whenever i had that question of what happened to andy's dad i just chalked it up to either he left the family yeah or just pixar didn't want to make another character they're already not showing heads as much as they can i just kind of went to probably didn't want to have to make a whole another human yeah yeah i just kind of went to like you know he died or he left and because from what we saw from just you know what we saw in the house there was no there was nothing of the dad so it like we didn't know anything about him Mm -hmm. 
So, to start off the story, first we need to look at Andy's house. Now, you just like you said, Ry, there's nothing in Andy's yeah. house about the dad. Yeah. And so it's just, there's no clues to go off of. There's, I mean... I mean, there's probably many people out there that have like probably rewatched the movie and looked specifically for stuff about Andy's dad, and we don't see anything. Except Andy's dad is all over the house. When we see on the wall where the stairs are, there's all those pictures of Andy. Those aren't Andy. Those are actually Andy's dad. We can tell because Andy doesn't have a front, he doesn't have a gap in his front two teeth. He never lost his baby teeth. We see him smile and he has all of his baby teeth. Yeah. Also, there's a picture of Andy with glasses, except Andy doesn't wear glasses. So we know this isn't him. And it's very possible that Andy and his dad just look very similar as kids. And you, when I mean, at first glance, you don't really think that much into it, right? You're just like, oh glasses okay like you just don't think it so now that we know that there actually are pictures of andy's dad in the house that's something that we can go off of and something else that we know from the interview with mike mozart is that andy's dad is also named andy which makes things a little confusing but we're gonna try to say andy senior and andy jr just so you know who we're talking about so now that we know that Andy's dad is actually in the house and we have clues to go off of, there's a couple more things we should know before we get to the bulk of the story. First, the house that Andy Jr. is living in is Andy Sr.'s house. It's Andy's dad's childhood home. And so that is why the pictures are in the house as Andy Sr. as a kid. Yeah. And... Since it was his, you know, parents' home, Andy Sr.'s home, it's kind of sad that then he had to sell it and now it's belonging to some random person mm -hmm. when it was going down in the family for, like, two generations. Yeah. Unfortunately, when Andy Sr. was a kid, he got polio, which causes bad eyesight and that's why he has glasses in the picture and i know the vaccine was created in 1955 two years prior but it didn't become widely distributed until 1961 and something else we should know is that andy's dad's family was kind of poor at the time and so they probably didn't have money to buy things like a vaccine and another thing we should know is that andy's Andy Sr.'s dad worked for Al's dad. Yes, the Al from Al's Toy Barn. And we know this because there's a picture of Andy Sr.'s dad with a plow working on a field in the house. So yeah. we know that there's that correlation. And that they probably don't have a lot of money, especially to spend on vaccines. So now... Let's talk about Woody and what makes Woody so rare. Because, I mean, he's the main character, so why would it be so rare to have a Woody doll that's the main character? So the reason he was so rare was because you could only get him in his promotion, and they had only made one for promotional purposes, while all the other toys were available commercially. How you could win Woody in this promotion was you had to send in 30 box tops from Cowboy Crunchy cereal. 
However, because Andy was poor, like Caleb said before, he couldn't afford to get that many cereal boxes, so he only got seven. And I think you had to get 30 cereal box tops in like a month? Yeah, something like that. And he only got seven. So, but I mean, Andy was, Andy Sr. was still really determined to get a Woody Bowl, because he, it was like his favorite show. He loved it. So, he sent in a very colorful and decorative card and letter. I mean, it was it was impossible to miss. Colors, it was, it was crazy. And the letter was about his disease and how much he wanted the toy. I mean, so badly. So, before production had started on Woody Dolls, Sputnik happened. And as you might imagine, this made space much more popular. So Woody's roundup was canceled, and the people who ran the promotion stopped it and sent the winners space toys instead, and threw the Woody doll in the trash. Now, let's just thank the secretary for a second, because Andy would not even have this doll if it wasn't for the secretary. So the secretary felt differently, however, and decided to send the prototype to one lucky kid. And as you can imagine, it probably wasn't hard to pick out the letter. And this all makes sense. We see in Toy Story 2 how Sputnik and the Space Race is canceling, or had canceled Woody's Roundup, and how all of those toys were out of favor of the public, really, and it was turned into space toys like Buzz and other. And this also makes sense because this explains why Andy Jr.'s mom called Woody a family heirloom. Woody belonged to Andy Sr. originally, and he's the one who wrote Andy on Woody's boot. And he's a family heirloom because it was his dad's when he was a child. Also, this means that the Woody Andy Sr. has isn't just rare. It's one of a kind. It's the only one in the entire world, and it's a prototype. It's so rare, and that's probably why Al was so impressed that he found one at that garage sale. Unfortunately, Andy Sr., because he had polio, um, his parents decided that it was best to send him to a special hospital and all of his possessions had to be burned to prevent reinfection. So, when all of Andy Sr.'s toys were in a big pile in the backyard to be burned, he crawled without the use of his legs and grabbed three toys, Woody, Mr. Potato Head, and Slinky Dog. And this actually works because the last two, Mr. Potato Head and Slinky Dog, were made in 1952. So it makes sense that Andy Sr. would have had them before now. So he grabbed these three toys and he put them in a trunk in his attic. But like I said, he had to go to a special hospital, so he never really saw the toys again for a long time. But like we know because we see Andy and Molly in Toy Story, he grew up and survived polio and moved to Seattle, where he met and married his wife, and had Andy, and they were expecting Molly in Seattle when Andy Sr. got PPS. And PPS is post-polio syndrome. This is a terrible thing that can happen. Um, It's when you beat polio, but then it can randomly come back later in different places of your body, and worse. It's truly a terrible disease but this means that they were forced to return to his childhood home where they had more support and he could live out the rest of his days 
and Wilder went back to their childhood home, one day Andy Sr. took out a key from his wallet that you could tell had been there for decades now and gives it to Andy Jr. and says, go up into the attic and get this trunk. You're going to see this trunk, get it and come back stairs and then open it with the key. Well, Andy Jr. went upstairs to the attic to get the trunk, and by the time he'd come back downstairs, Andy Sr. had passed away. And then for a couple days, Andy forgot all about the trunk and the key, because he was going to his dad's funeral. I mean, it wasn't a very happy time, I'm sure. But then after the funeral, a few days later, he remembered the key and the trunk, and he opened it, of course. And inside, he pulled out Slinky Dog, Mr. Potato Head, and Woody. And since the toys had been asleep the entire time, they had no indication of the passing of time. They hadn't known that decades had passed. And since Andy Jr. looked so much like his dad, they never even realized that they were two different people. That Woody's first owner had actually died. He had no idea. And so, yeah, they just you know, mean, lived happily ever after. It makes sense, though. It sounds crazy at first. How could the toys not realize this was different? But when you think about it, they're in a closed little box. And Andy Sr. had told them, like, okay, you need to go to sleep now for a long time. And so if they're sleeping in a locked wooden trunk for decades... Mm-hmm. And then they see a boy who's the same age. They're not going to know that a day has passed. Yes, with the same name, too. They're not going to know a day has passed. They're not going to know a year or decades have passed. Yeah. Another little tidbit is that the secretary wrote a letter back to Andy Sr. with the doll that said, To my favorite deputy. And not so coincidentally, when Joe sent Mike Mozart a few toys like Woody and Buzz when the movie first came out, Toy Story, and he had not told Mike Mozart the story about Andy's dad yet, he wrote on the back of the box, to my favorite deputy, when Mike didn't even know the story yet. So, I mean, that is proof that this story is legitimate. Yeah. And it's it's just pretty crazy. I mean, all of these... We've, 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 we've wondered... Like, what what happened to Andy's dad? The reason Woody doesn't know who he is in Toy Story 2, he never saw any of the Cowboy Crunchies. He never saw any promotions. He was the only one of himself. It's not like he could see other people and realize, like, what he came from. Yeah. And he was locked in a, ch- a trunk for decades and decades. Like, that's why he doesn't recognize himself. Why? Where's the dad? Well, he passed away, and they were at his childhood home. That's why he's not in any pictures. Unlike Buzz, who is massively produced, Mm -hmm. in Toy Story 2, he walks up and down the aisle where there's probably hundreds of Buzz toys, and he learns what he was like before he really became conscious of his behavior. Yeah, yeah. And who was the guy in the box that's, like, um, with Jesse? Mmm, Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. He was, like, because all, all Woody knew was Andy, and he thought that Andy was Andy Sr. That's all he knew. 
And so, Pete, Stinky Pete, was even like, you don't know who you are, do you? Like, he was... like He had no way of knowing that he was one of a kind. Yeah. And like you said, Hannah, that's why Al wants him so much in Toy Story 2. That's why he's so rare, even though he's a main character. He had no idea. But yeah, I mean, this was a remarkable story, but... With that, that's going to wrap this one up. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 22. Go check out our YouTube channel at Mouse Series Movie Thoughts. Go check out our Instagram at Mouse Series Movie Thoughts. Go check out the link down below to all of our episode links. And I will see you next time. <laughs>